Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, man. Welcome back to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. Yes, this is number. 51. 51. Damn, if it didn't take us a minute to get this far, though. We didn't want it. We had a glitch in the Matrix. Hope everybody mm-hmm. liked that. And Tell us had, what you think. And then we had a glitch in our lives, so we didn't put an episode <laughs> out last week. Yeah. Uh, we our, are very behind. Internet sucks. Sure. Shit happens. It's it's a crazy thing. But we didn't want to call Glitch in the Matrix 51 because we wanted to give you like an episode episode to call Yeah, that, we have know? a few bonus episodes actually already lined up ready to go so you'll probably yeah. get them in the next six months or so <laughs> yeah we have some <laughs> uh some extra stuff we're gonna do just kind of like the glitch in the matrix and exactly like the glitch in the matrix i'm gonna call it the glitch in the matrix two, two. <laughs> <laughs> the coronavirus is still a thing yep yep hope y'all are staying safe hope everybody's healthy hope everybody everybody's everybody is healthy yeah yeah man yeah we're kentucky slowly opening back up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're wearing masks at work i'm getting my temperature checked when yeah. I walk into work every morning. Yeah. It's yeah, such yeah. a drag though, because it's been rainy as fuck. Yeah, and they don't. They literally won't let me in the building. They're like, wait, without getting your temperature. Yeah, I gotta checked. call a number and whoever you the have to call. I gotta call. I can't and I can't call like one of the, like the actual people that are here. I gotta call this special number. Are you serious? I swear. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I work in a funny place. I mean, I'm glad they're being safe, but you know. oh, absolutely. And they've been. They've really, my work, you know, we, I work at a distillery, uh, and we've been making sanitizer and packaging sanitizer. And every time I close my eyes, all I see is sanitizer yeah. because it's all I've been doing right. uh, between that and the night shifts. Yeah. Which, that starts tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Another one of those. Yeah. I mean, we've been just getting our groceries delivered to our house, which has been freaking amazing. I'm never going to a grocery store again. I mean, I really am considering not. I, mean, I want to support that industry. I want. I think that should be a developing in- industry. You know, I think it makes a lot of sense for people that can't go out or, you know, whatever, have the options. There's got to be enough demand. Yeah. I, still- I mean, it costs. There's a little bit of like a delivery. Yeah, you got to pay that luxury or fee whatever. There. But like, mm-hmm. just keeping us safe. I mean, we did get that. We get we get that Whole Foods delivery for free skis, though, with Amazon Prime. Yeah, though we've not been doing that. We've yeah, because you pay it wasn't friggin' a, premium, bro. Yeah, we've been doing the Kroger because you can get it within two hours when you place oh, the order, nice. which it's is pretty nice. love. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to love. deal with putting your mask on and sanitizer and dealing with humans. That's the biggest piece for me is I don't have to deal with humans. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I don't like do I like I just get exactly what we need. It's, yeah. You know, you don't and you see your total as you're doing it instead of like. What happened? Oh, look at this car. Look oh, this check out. This. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> so it's kind of, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Except I for think... this last time when I put my phone number in wrong and Ooh, I was freaking the fuck you out. You were fucking wigging, dog. <laughs> you were so stressed. Well, they like text you, like the Instacart people like text you like, oh, they yeah, don't have, they, they go, don't they, have this can in I get stock. This yeah. And yeah. so I was like, oh crap. What if they don't, we don't get like any of our shit. Uh, but it was fine. Everything came through. Everybody out there that's working and providing services like this and helping out and doing all that shit. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're the real badasses. You guys, that's fucking rad. Everybody who's, everybody, everybody's great. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's great. I'm just saying like, what weird times. Yeah. At least we'll, you know, at least we'll be able to look back on this and say, well, we did our best, you know? Yeah. We, um, have been making a lot of tacos. We've been having a lot of tacos. We've been making a lot easy. of food. Been, yeah. We've been talking about that. We've been cooking a lot. 
We've been clean. I, we've spent all day today just fucking cleaning the yeah. house and working yep. the lawn. And I fucking wasn't able to mow for like a week and a half. And it's been monsoon season. Yeah, it's been raining so much here. Oh, my gosh. Normally, I'm here for it. But the lawn, man. I'm becoming <laughs> such like a grumpy old weird dude about the lawn. Yeah. I stay thinking about I'm like, you'd be like, what are you doing? I'm just standing at the back door looking just at looking. the lawn. Just looking. What are you looking oh, at? Gosh, the, the motherfucking the weeds. What are, you, uh, what are you drinking? I'll get mine. Well, Do so a clinky. Oh, uh, you're drinking out of a drink it and I know things. A drink and I know things glass. My yeah, of course. Glass. A clinky. Clinky. That came through. So I actually weighed in for a diet yesterday. Yeah. And and I made tacos tonight. And you, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oops. We did eat. We I've been eating healthier, but uh, the number on the scale <laughs> defied my defied my I, I thought that it was a that was a glitch in the matrix for me i was like oh the scale is broken i'm not this weight i'm this oh, other no. weight that i've been telling myself buddy yeah so when we started this podcast i was like very health conscious i was working out all the time eating like a fucking it, i ate ridiculously and, yeah well you you steady lost weight for when we got married which yes was now in 2017 god it's been a little while now man oh we have three years this year and time flies when you're having fun buddy. yeah right come on now but yeah, and so I'm getting back after. So with that, I'm drinking vodka and water. <laughs> oh, it's just water? <laughs> just water, buddy. Yikes. Yeah. That's fun. I'm having rosé, which Weird. has been a freaking thing. Test. Talk to him. We need to get on the supply. I need to get on. I need to talk to the distributor. I need to talk to somebody. My wife runs out of rosé, and it's a fucking um, apocalypse. Well, okay, so like, I am very particular about what I drink, and I drink Boda, box rosé, and not a plug but imagine if it was not it's not one guys i'm actually about to be talk shit on you because i'm you i don't know what's going on we will edit this out of the podcast if they do want, <laughs> if they no, do want us to it's promote. been sold out everywhere and so like it's been really hard for me to find it and so i had to find a substitute but i get it the substitute rosé i get is from trader joe's and i have to go like out of the way out of the way it's not there's not it's like, like near our it's house like oh my god it's like 15 minutes um, from work, it's like 45 to an true, hour. True, 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 true. You do work out in Oldham County. And don't tell people where I work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so I, you know, it's been frustrating because I'll like, I'll go, I'll take my time to go through a drive through and they're like, we don't have it. We don't have it. But what cracks me up is that you're such like, <laughs> yes, you're so, I'm weird. no, you're so funny because you still I know buy what stuff. You're gonna say. You yes. still buy stuff because you're like I, I'm here. I feel weird about going into a liquor store and you, leaving empty, like without buying something. You I just feel weird makes about me. doing that anywhere. Like you, you. Well, I was in there. I had to buy. Something. It just. Makes, it's not illegal. <laughs> just say, it makes Thanks, me bye. feel like I look like I'm stealing. It cracks me, up. especially because like so I wear funny. a little backpack purse. So I'm like they, they absolutely think I filled that mm-hmm. up with. It's I'm a, stealing. It's a cute little purse. Yeah. You couldn't fit much in there. No. Like, wise. No. But I always, I mean, like, when I go into, like, Kroger Wine and Spirits, they see you walk in. They see yeah. you leave. I'm like, yeah. I can't not buy something. It's so funny. So I'll just buy, like, up. a random bottle or fireballs. Or a, <laughs> or a sleeve of fireballs. Yeah, we've been on that We felt, for some fucking reason. Fireball, we, you can sponsor. Jesus. We <laughs> fell down a fucking fireball hole. I don't know why. I I've been a bartender for, like, 12 years. Like, yeah. it's wretched. What are we doing? And, and we drink fireball. God, we're such weirdos, man. Uh, speaking of booze. Okay. We need to shout out to oh, our listener. Absolute fucking legend. Friend uh, Caitlin Loudon. Caitlin. Yeah. She 
hooked us up with a bunch of booze. I think we posted a picture, bucket of it. That might have been what led to our technical difficulties is because I drank it all in like two <laughs> days. So much good shit. Yeah, she hooked us up with so much good booze. Uh, so big shout out to her for sure. And anybody that wants to give I us I mean, booze. mainly for you because you It was all beer, beer and but, shit, yeah. But it was still, I mean, it was, all, it was so freaking cool. So thank you so much. Yeah, that was thank so you, sweet of you. Thank you. And thank you for listening and supporting us. Yeah. And our alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. And the habit. <laughs> and thank everybody for listening and hanging on. I know we've had a rough couple weeks, rough yeah. couple months at this point. I've been seeing, um, you know, Facebook does memories. It's been like. Yeah. Episode one, uh-huh. or we can yeah, right know these podcasts time. coming soon. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah, well, you know, we still want to grow the podcast, so yeah, yeah, you slowly know, but surely, we're working. Hit us on up it. with an email, communicate with us, uh, rate and review wherever you listen. I heard recently that uh, Spotify is now the largest place that you can listen to podcasts. Really, I guess that's why Joe Rogan lot- went there. She <laughs> three hundred million dollar <laughs> deal crazy. to be exclusively on. So that's like the video. That's the whole podcast. They'll still have like the clips and stuff on YouTube, but like his full episodes and stuff will only be available on so Spotify. So you can't even Oh really? Yeah. Huh. I don't I don't know I don't I don't really fuck with Spotify. Yeah. But we're on there. Right? Yeah, we are on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't really promote we don't have a ton of listeners on there, so if you help us out, switch over. Yeah. Tell us what's good. Tell us which one you like better. I don't know. Um We're just happy else? to be here. In man. the in the midst of all this, I'm sure everybody's watching a lot of T V yep. as we are when we get uh, when our the internet time. fucking works. When our oh my god. Oh, yeah. We've been having I was on the phone with Hulu for a fucking issues. hour the other day. Yeah. Busters. But, well, I've gotten on this kick where I I watch Bob's Burgers while I cook. For so, six, seven hours. And I've a... watched it. <laughs> hey. It's I amazing. I don't, Um, I've always watched it, and I feel like I know, like, all the shows, the episodes and stuff, but I never watched it from the beginning, because I think you just randomly got me into it. Yeah. And we just yeah. kind of, like, you put an episode on, or I just find it on TV, cable, or whatever. And so I started it over. And now I'm on like season four. I've just been like watching it through since I like. Same while shit I I've been doing with How I Met Your Mother. It's like my my vibe, like watching Bob <coughs> cook burgers while I cook. Is your happy place? <laughs> it is, is my happy place. It's like, it's yes. my happy vibe. And um, but outside of that, we, I don't know if we talked about Dead to Me. We Damn. fucking rushed through season two like some crazy people. I felt like it happened in one night. Like I blacked out. So and we already good. finished it. It you was guys so watched good. That dude. Oh my god. Christina Applegate is fucking hilarious. So good. She's Everybody fucking hilarious good. in that show. What? I think she kind of takes the cake. Like I love her in that show. What is the the guy? I don't know the guy's name. And he's in so much stuff. He's and I think he's Cyclops really from X Men. He's in Westworld. He's, he's Sonic Bud in the he's new Sonic Bud that we didn't see. We should Peter seen Rabbit's him. Bud and Peter Rabbit. He's everybody's <laughs> Bud. He's yeah. Yeah. He's in uh, in Enchanted. Dude, I don't come. I think that's enough examples. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of his name. He's done a lot of stuff. He's, he's a very re- reputable he's really character. Good. Yeah, he does great in it. Oh, hey, spoilers. man. Spoilers. Okay, cut that out, actually. You gotta cut that out. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I just had a spoiler that Tom just cut out. <laughs> and we just started. We Apple TV's got their new like streaming plus because every thing. motherfucker has to have a streaming channel. And I kept seeing these previews for this show man. called Defending Jacob with Chris Evans uh-huh. and some other really good people. And I, it's amazing. We just had to, we just had to sign little up. homie, f- little homie with the stutter from oh, it, yeah, yeah. It? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Captain America not being Captain America, but he still moves and walks and talks and looks a lot like Captain America. So yeah, it's but kind if, of if you like this show and you like, I mean, I hope if you're here listening, you you like it. It's definitely in the realm of some stuff that we cover on yeah, the show. Yeah, it's true crimey for yeah. sure. It's really really interesting so far. We've only a couple. It's couple stressful. In, it's but, a stressful watch. Yeah. Don't go for the laughs. Oh, no. It's serious. There's one really good joke that that kid says when they're at the diner, though. Oh. And My wife really... tried with both her hands. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the neighbor came over. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
You had to watch it. Yeah, yeah, see the show. The cat came back. She's clawing at things. She's fucking with the power. She's uh, like right at our little power grid here. Like, yeah. like all of it's right there. But yeah, man. I mean, I think that about wraps it up. We've been running our mouths for a yeah, good little gripper. With that being said, um, this episode is going to be only a little different because because Andrea tells the better stories. Okay? I like no. she's just going to tell her story today. I have a a a girthy story. I love that you dis- that you landed on girthy <laughs> because every I love saying girthy and it always throws people off. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so um, I, I don't, I have no idea how long it's gonna take. It took me a very long time to get all the research together. Another technical difficulty. It's one that I've been wanting to do, but I just knew it was gonna be pretty overwhelming. So I'm just gonna be telling a story this time, and then so it'll be kind of a two-parter. Tom will do yes. a story next time. Yeah, and I'm gonna just pound vodka and water and listen to your story. Okay, cool. It's gonna be dope. So yeah, and uh. As we say, always say to email in your suggestions and stuff. Sure. This is actually a listener's suggestion from like a million years ago. Oh, shit. So I don't know if you know anything about it or not. No, I mean, I meticulously go through those emails. So I might, I might like recognize the title or something. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. And like I said, this is a long one and it is intense. Great. Yeah. Like the whole thing happens in a tent or like. Oh, it's not intense. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was like one tent. Or We're going to need the jokes with this one is hey. all I got to say. Um, so I'm going to tell you specifically about, there's going to be a lot of people, but specifically about two people. Um, when the main two are Gertrude, and I've heard this pronounced different ways. I looked it up, but I'm going to try my best. Gertrude Banaszewski. Nailed it. Or Banaszewski. Spelled B-A-N-I-S-Z-E-W-S-K-I. Okay. So I'm mainly just going to call her Gertrude because Gertrude. it was pronounced differently in different ways. That I you up. don't hear that name a lot round our way. And Sylvia Likens, which I would say this would be her story mainly. Okay. So, um, I'm going to start with Gertrude. Her name is Gertrude Nadine Beneshevsky Van Fossen. Van Fossen. She was born September 19, 1928. Okay. And we're right over the the bridge. She was born in Indiana, in Indianapolis. Oh, nice. um, To Molly Myrtle and Hugh Marcus Van Fossen Sr. Um, She was the third of six children. And on October 5th, 1939, she actually saw her 50-year-old father die from a sudden heart attack. I'm giving you like a quick rundown. Of sure, super quick. She dropped out of high school at the age of 16 to marry an 18-year-old named John Stephen Benichewski, which I guess is where she gets her name. Okay. Um, to whom she had four children with. Okay. Happy family, and that's the end, right? Uh, John had a volatile temper and occasionally beat her. Damn it. And the two would re- actually remain together for 10 years um, until their first divorce. First yes. divorce. Following her divorce, Gertrude ended up then marrying a man named Edward Guthrie. And this marriage lasted three months before the couple Oof. divorced. You and hate to, you hate to see it. Yeah. Then she remarried her first husband, bearing two more children with him. So that's, is that five or is it four all day? That would be six. Damn. Yeah. And then the couple it's a divorced. Fucking squadron. Right I mean, there. that is so many kids. Then the couple divorced for a second time in 1963. Damn. So that didn't work out for her. Weeks after her 
third divorce, she began a relationship with a 22-year-old named Dennis Lee Wright. There you go, Gertrude. Who also physically abused her. (laughs) God damn it. And she had a child with him. Oh, this poor woman. Seven now. Uh Uh-huh. Shortly after the birth of their son, though, he abandoned her and peaced the fuck out. So. Damn. She did not have a she did not have an easy time. Yeah, that's kind of giving me a little bit of her background, you know. By 1965, um, Gertrude lived alone with her seven children. We have Paula, who's 17, Stephanie, 15, John is 12, Mary, 11, Shirley, 10, James, 8, and Dennis Lee mm-hmm. Wright Jr., 1. I remembered all of those. So she, well, you don't have to, but that's, she's got kids ranging from 17 to 1. Gee, my nee, yeah. buddy. She's 36 year old at this time, and at 5 feet 6 inches, she only weighed 100 pounds. Jeez. And she has been described as, quote, haggard. <laughs> Just what terrible. every lady, every human is, loves no, to be. No, it's really terrible. As a haggard, underweight, asthmatic. <laughs> Damn. Not she's, one redeeming syllable in that whole shit. Yeah. And at this point in her life, she's um, a chain smoker suffering from depression due to the stress of three failed marriages, a failed relationship, and she also had dishonor of miscarriage. God. So nothing really good, right? Gertrude. Buddy. to kind of like financially support her family. Oh no, what'd she do? Well, it wasn't anything crazy. She occasionally performed like odd jobs for neighbors and acquaintances, such as sewing or cleaning in order to like earn money from them. Sure. And which which also was crazy for me is that the place where they lived was um, 3850 East New York Street in Indianapolis and their monthly rent. What do you think it was? Oh, my gosh. In the 60s? Shit. 200 bucks. $55. What the fuck? So the place probably wasn't even that big with Yeah, with all those those kids. kids. Right? Okay. So that's a little background on Gertrude. Now I'm going to jump to Sylvia, okay? I just want to say I really hope Gertrude gets a win, buddy. And everything that you just gave me with your face, I don't think she's going to get one. Okay, so now we have Sylvia Marie Likens. She was. Is she a werewolf? No, she's not. I get it. Lichens, werewolves. Lichens, underworld. Well, lichens are not werewolves, to be fair. Stop it. I'm They're not different. Getting this with you. I'm not doing this with you right now. She was born January 3rd, 1949. She was the third of five children born to carnival workers, Lester Cecil Lichens. Hey, that and sounds kind of, Like, that sounds cool, but, like, I bet it sucked. Yeah. Like, yeah. it sounds cool, but I bet it sucked. And there's a lot of travel with the carnival. and That's all they do. You know? Yeah. Yeah, right? It's all like they stay <laughs> in one place. <laughs> We're the, the non-traveling carnival. People come to us. <laughs> um, and his wife, who was her mom, Elizabeth Betty Francis, um, she was born between two sets of fraternal twins. So she had what? Diana and Daniel, two years older than her, and then Jenny and Benny were a year younger than her. I don't. I don't know that it's necessary to rhyme the names. I know. Well, Di- Di- Diana and, and Daniel. Well, Jenny and Benny. Come Jenny on, and guys. Benny, dog. I, Benny actually makes me think of my friend Emma because she's up? her baby's her named Benji and or Benjamin and they call him Benny. Mm-hmm. Cute. Benny and the Jets. Okay. So Jenny Likens, um, of Jenny and Benny, had suffered from polio, which caused one of her legs to be weaker than the other. Poor Jenny. Um, yeah, just a little note about Jenny, because she also kind of comes up a lot. Um, 
Lester and Elizabeth's marriage, pretty unstable. They often sold candy, beer, and soda at carnival stands around Indiana throughout the summer. And the sons regularly traveled with them in order to help out. But due to concerns for their younger daughter's safety and education, they didn't want Sylvia and Jenny traveling with them. Okay. So Sylvia Likens has been described as a friendly, confident, and lively girl with long, wavy, light brown hair extending below her shoulders and was known as Cookie to her friends. (laughs) Cookie. Hey, Cookie. Hi, Cookie. It's such a, like, 60s name. Yeah, you. I don't know a single motherfucker that would enjoy being called Cookie. Hi, Cookie. Hey, Cookie. Southern Indiana said, like, hi, Cookie. Hi, Cookie. You see the cornfields? We got more of them. Um, She apparently always kept her mouth closed when smiling due to having lost a front tooth in a collision with one of her brothers during a childhood game. Damn. Yeah. So that's a little about... Sylvia. Sylvia. That was just a quick little rundown because okay. there's a lot to get to. Sylvia and the and the and and, and her people. Yeah, the they're yeah. the like their little yeah. their little clan. So by June of 1965, Sylvia and Jenny Likens, the, the two girls, resided with their parents in Indianapolis. And on July 3rd, their mother was actually arrested and put in jail for shoplifting. And so Lester, their father, arranged for his daughters to board with Gertrude. Oh, Gertrude. So is our connection. Wait, she's taking on more fucking she kids? She is. She has seven, and now she's agreeing to take on um, Sylvia and Jenny. The girls. Yes. Right. Because the boys apparently are allowed to go to the carnival. Their boys are tough. But you know what? It's, oh, Di- okay, but there, it's just two boys. Diana, the... You know how it was like Diana and Diana Daniel? Daniel, yeah. The Di- Diana, it's brought up that like she was like kind of like bandit. Like she got like kicked, put, pushed out of the family. She did something. Like she moved, like was not a part. So that's she why she's out. not one of the girls that okay. is. She didn't want to be a part of she's older too. So. Yeah. so Lester, yeah, as I said, arranged for the girls to board with Gertrude. The sisters had released, recently had become acquainted with Paula and Stephanie Gertrude's daughters okay. while studying at Arsenal Technical High School. So they were like, we know these girls. And they were like, oh, you got these friends. Maybe she'll Maybe watch you guys while, while we're out, you know. Yeah. While your mom's in jail and I'm out trying to make money. Whatever. Um, so Gertrude, she assured Lester that she would care for his daughters until his return as if they were her own children. Oh, gosh. Hopefully she treats her kids. Well, she seems, I mean, do her best, I guess. She got a lot of them. True. So shortly after the July 4th holiday of that year, they Jenny and Sylvia moved in with Gertrude. Okay. And all of her kids. Okay. All seven of them, right? Yeah. So this, they moved in with the understanding that Gertrude would receive weekly boarding fees of $20 to care for the girls until their parents returned to collect them of in November of, of that year. Okay. So it's not, they're not even really going to be saying they're that long. They're moving in in Couple July months, and yeah. the parents are going to pay her 20 bucks a week. It's a good coin. Which at her, her mortgage is 55. Yeah. I mean, so that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know. And she's got to take on two more kids. Boom. Just, you know, nine of them. Nothing now. to it. No, no, What's no, a couple no. more? I, I, she must have had a lot of room. This sounds like Shameless. Yeah, totally. It really vibes yeah. like Shameless. Yes. Hopefully it's comedic and lighthearted in a way, it but then also is. makes me think. But hopefully nobody gets murdered. 
Okay. So, Shit. Um, during the initial weeks in which Sylvia and Jenny were at Gertrude's, they had very little discipline or abuse or anything from Gertrude. Everything was pretty chill. She willing, They willingly participated in housework for Gertrude. And the girls also both regularly attended Sunday school with the other uh, Benachevsky children. Sure. I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but that's I'm trying my best. Hit us up. Let us know. Lester had agreed to pay this $20 a week, right, in exchange for care. And these weekly payments gradually failed to arrive exactly on the dates that they were supposed to. But they were still coming, just not on the right day, Yeah, but the minute that payment didn't come on, you know, it was supposed to be there on Wednesday, it didn't come on Wednesday, Gertrude was pissed as fuck. But they they still were only arriving, like, one or two days late. Sure. Okay? Sure. So Gertrude began venting her frustration at the fact that the sisters, or, you know, that she wasn't getting money on to the girls by beating their bare butts with various instruments. Including a one inch or one quarter inch thick paddle. Jesus. And she would make statements when she was doing this at like, quote, well, I took care of you two little bitches for a week for nothing. And, you know, give them spanking. Sure. Because it's their fault. Because it's their, their fault. Their parents' money. And the parents are still in. sending the money. It just doesn't arrive right. on time. Yeah. Yeah. But that Gertrude, just infuriates her. Gertrude, I right? know you had a hard time. I know you got a lot of kids. And Gertrude's tiny like she's only 100 pounds well that's probably a blessing in disguise girl you you push out seven kids and you're only 100 still rocking 100 pounds okay no but that's she's probably really emaciated and skinny who knows okay so in late august both girls were beaten approximately 15 times on the back with that paddle oh no after paula which is one of gertrude's daughters okay accuse the sisters of eating too much food at a church supper what paula like went to the mom gertrude and was like they ate way too much and gertrude was just like no you're not doing that under my roof i thought thought that shit was all you could eat in a way (laughs) so and mind you if it seems like i'm going fast it's because there's a lot oh no i see the stack yeah but i'm not reading every one of these pages i spent a long time I know. highlighting you were you, were, you did a lot of research i did and i, I want to be wanting to do this story especially because somebody requested it and we don't get a lot of those yeah we don't get as many as we should hopefully that listener is still listening i can't remember who i need to look back and see who yeah requested it's crazy it. you didn't i'm so, i'm sorry that. We'll pause in a gripper. We'll figure it out. Yeah, when we take a break, I'll look it up. Okay, by mid-August 1965, so, you know, they moved in in July. Yeah. Gertrude began to focus her abuse very exclusively on to Sylvia. Was Sil- now, was Sylvia the one with the... No, that Jenny's the one with polio. Okay. Sorry, nobody so saw So, is Sylvia you, but... the one without the tooth? Yeah. Okay. She's the older one. Okay. She's the middle of the twins. So, she's got two <sighs> twins above her, two twins below yep, her. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. And apparently the like what seemed to be the a lot of the primary motivation for her to begin to beat Sylvia was I guess the money, but also the jealousy of her physical appearance. Sylvia was a really pretty girl. And, yeah. you know, Gertrude had all these like failed marriages and relationships yeah, yeah. and just wanted attention and I'm sure didn't like having this younger thing like in pretty, her house yeah. that wasn't her own spawn. She spawn. That's yeah. a weird way to say it. Child. <laughs> <laughs> the initial abuse included 
this is going to start to get kind of rough. Um, subjecting Sylvia to beatings and being refused food, which then led to Sylvia eating leftovers or spoiled food out of the garbage. Oof. Yeah. In late August, Sylvia had claimed to have a boyfriend, and Gertrude asked if she had, quote, ever done anything with a boy, to which Sylvia said, I guess so, because she didn't really know, like, what she was talking about when she said that. Yeah. She said she'd gone skating with boys and once went to a park on the beach with them. Like, that's what she meant. Like, yeah. if you ever done anything with boys, yeah. Sylvia was like, well, we went skating. We did a little. You know? Yeah. And she Sweet said girl. she once laid under the covers with a boyfriend. And when Gertrude. Oh, girl. When Gertrude heard this, she said, why did you do that, Sylvia? And, you know, Sylvia was like, I don't know. And like, Charlotte, you know, didn't really get it. And several days later, Gertrude returned to the subject, telling her, quote, you're certainly getting big in the stomach, Sylvia. It looks like you're going to have a baby. Because you laid under the sheets with mm-hmm. a boy. And Sylvia kind of like was like, yeah, I guess it's getting big. I should just go on a diet. Like she didn't really understand. Sure. Um, however, Gertrude then informed her and the other girls in the house that whenever they, quote, did something with a boy, they would be sure to have a baby. She then kicked Sylvia in the genitals. Ah! And what then, the fuck, bro? And then Paula decided to join in, knocking Sylvia off of her chair and onto the kitchen floor saying you ain't fit to sit in a chair this is a lot this is no longer shameless no it never is gonna be shameless this is not i feel bad for sylvia i feel bad for everybody honestly um this is about to get really rough what i'm about to this it i promise you it's just gonna get worse and worse but on another occasion that's what they tune in for yeah it's kind of why i've been putting this one off too because it's a gnarly one yeah and and but we had gotten a suggestion and i was like all right well if you think that we can do i'll do it okay uh um, on another occasion, as the family ate supper, Gertrude, Paula, and a neighborhood boy named Randy Gordon Lepper force-fed Sylvia a hot dog overloaded with condiments, including mustard, ketchup, and spices. And then this caused Sylvia to throw up. And as a result so of that- three of them to get the hot dog in her? Huh? Three of them? I mean, they like forced, like shoved yeah. it with all of this, like, oh. and she got sick and they forced her to eat. Her, her throw up? Was she regurgitated? Yo. Yeah. It escalates pretty quickly. Yo. So, after this, I guess Sylvia being obviously upset, she's still attending school and stuff. She, she spread a rumor at their Arsenal Technical High School that Stephanie and Paula were prostitutes. That's um, Gertrude's kids. Gertrude's kids, yeah. Gertrude's girls. Stephanie was jokingly propositioned by a boy who told her that Sylvia started the rumor. Oh, fuck. Sylvia, you're going to get fucked up, buddy. So um, when Stephanie questioned Sylvia about the rumor, she admitted it, you know, about starting it. Yeah. And Stephanie punched her in response to this. And then Stephanie's boyfriend, 15-year-old Coy Hubbard, when he heard about this, he brutally attacked sylvia slapping her banging her head against the wall and flipping her backwards onto the floor yeah when gertrude found out about this she used the paddle to beat sylvia in addition to her also being punched and beaten by stephanie's boyfriend 15 a 15 year old beat this so on another this is like worse than this is like 
a series of unfortunate events, but like the stranger than fiction version. Like she's ju- she just got sent there to to live while her parents mm-hmm. were traveling, right? Yeah, yeah, essentially. And she's just getting fucking abused. Yeah. On another occasion, Paula beat Sylvia in her face with such force she broke her own wrist. Oh my god. Yeah, she primarily beat her in the teeth and eyes with her oh. own hand. And then later, Jeez. Paula used the cast on her wrist to further beat Sylvia. Sylvia, I hope I hope that you come out of this okay. Gertrude repeatedly falsely accused Sylvia of promiscuity. There it is. And of engaging in prostitution. And she actually would later occasionally make Jenny hit her own sister. The one with the one that had the polio? She would make her hit it. And she said that, you know, Jenny would get the beating if she didn't comply and help beat Sylvia. Jesus. Yeah. So, moving right along. Yeah, right along. I know. this. It's hard to have any comedic humor in this because it's very, really terrible. Yeah, you don't want to make light, you know? So, Coy Hubbard, who is Stephanie's 15-year-old boyfriend, um, and several of his classmates frequently went to the Benachevsky's home to both physically and verbally torment Sylvia, often collaborating with uh, Gertrude and, and Gertrude's children. Okay. She's like a community affair now. Yeah. Gertrude encouraged. What did Sylvia do to anybody? Right? Gertrude encouraged this and the neighborhood children routinely beat Sylvia, sometimes using her as a practice dummy in violent judo sessions. Jesus. They would lacerate her body, burn her skin with cigarettes. I hope she kills all y'all. In I ex- hope that's the in, twist that's coming In excess me. of a hundred times. And they would severely injured her genitals. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, this was to entertain Gertrude and her, like, teenage... Just the people of the house. This wasn't just the kids. This was, like, neighborhood kids. People coming over and doing this. Jesus, this is terrible. This This is is terrible, dude. This this next part, I'm just kidding. It's very, very terrible. At one point, Sylvia was actually forced to strip naked in the family living room in front of, like, all these teenagers and different people... And insert an empty Coca-Cola bottle. Stop it. Yeah. In front of everybody. What the um, fuck? I hope I hope so many bad things happen to these folks. And I hope Sylvia... Oh, God. Oh, you have so many pages to go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Gertrude did this... So uh, I gotta make sure I put an explicit warning on this episode. Yes, 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 God. yes, yes, yes. But a lot of people, I think, know when they hear the name Sylvia Likens. It's, it's a bit... It's, it's a big story. I think that a lot of people will know if they've heard yeah. it, but if they haven't, yeah, I mean, God, yeah. Um, she did this to apparently, you know, uh, well, obviously to humiliate her because it's fucking awful. That's terrible. And it's talking, you're talking about a girl who's never even been sexually active. Oh, buddy. And she did this to, quote, prove to Jenny All what this kind... happened in this span of, of a couple months? Yeah, we're, we're, she's not been there very, that long at all. But she did this Fuck. to Sylvia to, quote, prove to Jenny what kind of girl you are. Like, to her sister. Being like, you see, your sister's just a, whatever, prostitute or, Dude. you know. Gertrude eventually started to forbade Sylvia from going to school. Sylvia had confessed to having stolen a gym suit from school because Gertrude refused to buy it for her. 
And so she's just like, all right, you're not going to school anymore. And she, after she found out about the theft, she was like so pissed. She whipped her with a three inch wide police belt. Jesus, like it's like a fresh fucking torture every time. Like, yeah. Gertrude, fuck you. I want, I, I'm going to go back and edit in the beginning of the episode where I thought I, that I, something good should happen for you. You, you suck, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to give a little back. Man, I said back to background. After this, like when she was beating her, she totally like brought this conversation of the evils of premarital sex and continued to like kick Sylvia in her genitals. Oh my god! Um, Yeah, and Stephanie apparently in this instant, which I would I would say is probably the only time stuck up for Sylvia saying that she didn't do anything and this one this is just this one time where I found this one time that do- um, doesn't fix the shitty everything else yeah and she after as she, before she whipped her she Gertrude burned Sylvia's fingertips with matches what the fuck because you're ceiling yeah, burn your fingers I guess yeah and then a few days later she actually repeatedly whipped Jenny with the police belt after she after Jenny had stole a single tennis shoe from the school to wear on her strong foot. Because oh. she had polio, especially like the one. This is killing me, dude. Yeah. So like, This is terrible, so, right? so intense. Yeah. So, oh, also, I, t- I looked up the person. Oh, yeah. I found an email. I think her name was Lindsay Sutton, S-U-T-T-O, and I think it's, or I don't, but Lindsay you would email if you're so. Hope you're still a listener. Hopefully, yeah. You, you said it was a minute ago. It was um, over a year ago <laughs> because <laughs> this is what I'm wanting to do. But you know, it's just a lot. <clears throat> and you, but you had suggested it, so I hope you're still listening because I finally got there. So okay, so this whole next part is kind of crazy to me because obviously you would kind of think like, why aren't they asking for help? Really, you know? Sure. Yeah. They were really, both girls were really fearful of telling family members or any adults at their school because they were afraid that doing that would only make everything worse. Um, Jenny had actually been threatened by Gertrude that she herself would be abused and tortured to the same degree as Sylvia if she said anything to anybody. God. Yeah. So in July and August, which, you know, they moved in in July. Yeah. Lester and Elizabeth, the like the parents, mm-hmm. they occasionally returned to Indianapolis to visit their daughters. The last occasion Lester and Elizabeth visited was in late August, but neither girl apparently exhibited any visible sign of distress about their mistreatment to their parents. What? But this was likely because both were in the presence of Gertrude and the other kids. Oh, it's that fucking manipulation piece, man. Yeah. And actually, after Lester and Elizabeth left, Gertrude turned to Sylvia and said, what are you going to do now, Sylvia? Now they're gone. Oh, my. Gertrude, you're a monster. Right? You're a monster. So on one occasion in September, Sylvia and Jenny actually encountered their older sister, Diana, um, at a local park. This is the one that like, uh, they kind of pieced isn't out. part of the family anymore or whatever. And but neither sister mentioned like where they were specifically. And they but they had actually they actually said something to her about this abuse. But she believed her sisters were like exaggerating. Bullshitting. Yeah. God, dude. Several weeks prior to that, Sylvia and Jenny 
actually encounter Diana in the same park while in the company of 11-year-old Marie Benicheski, mm-hmm, Gertrude's mm-hmm, daughter. Mm-hmm. And Sylvia had been given a sandwich to eat, for, I guess, from her sister because she was like, I'm hungry. Yeah. She hadn't been eating any food. So her sister gave her a sandwich. And Marie revealed this to her family in September and so in response, Gertrude accused Sylvia of engaging in gluttony. Oh, my God. Eating a sandwich. Uh-huh. And she and Paula. What would Gertrude say about us? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> she and uh, Paula choked and bludgeoned her for this. And then they subjected Sylvia to a scalding bath to, quote, <sighs> cleanse her of sin. And this it's it's blowing my mind because it's a fresh torture. Like it's a brand new thing. Right. It's different every stuff, time. Right. And I hate that only like two months have gone. Not even two months. Yeah, I know. Right. We're we're in. I mean, it's we're just talking it's over just the... a misery. Yeah. This is it's just absolute misery. Like I am so stressed out that you still have so much to say. Yeah, because I feel like Sylvia has already endured A lot, right? Yeah. So not only did they put her in this scalding hot bath, Ah, Gertrude grabbed her by her hair and repeatedly banged her head against the bath to revive her when she fainted from the heat. If I ever... Gertrude... Listen, two things. Gertrude's probably (laughs) dead because she would be very old. However... On site, she would... Go ahead, I'm going to take a sip of this fireball. I need it. She would get the same treatment as a Nazi. Like, I'll punch you on sight. It's funny I, un, you say that. Unprovoked, I'm going to punch. Is she a. No. Okay, good. <laughs> I, she's, I understand she had a really rough time and like all of that shit. Oh, it doesn't. But you don't have to. You don't torture people. Like she's think She has to be. Gertrude has to be thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How she's gonna torture this girl? And, this little she's a kid, and not to mention, like, how old is she? Fifteen or something? Yeah, I, uh, I think we're at like fourteen. Jesus, I, that's um, a child. Yeah, and not to mention, she's somehow manipulating other people and getting the community in on it, getting these kids over there. Like it's and they're laughing. Up, I mean, this is the worst. I is, mean, this is terrible. It's insane. It's insane. The story is insane. Is all I can say. So, okay. Oh, bud. Sorry, um, I didn't mean to get you off track there. No, 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 no. It's good. I I, I would just be the only one talking if you didn't say things. <laughs> I, I know it's, we're not obviously ever joking about any of this. It's just no, we're no, trying to I'm find not. the one place to like fucking, I don't know, shed some light. There isn't any. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is a horrible this story. This is a sad <laughs> story from beginning to end. Um, But I think Sylvia's story should be told. So, and I am trying to do that. I'll stop interrupting No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I didn't mean like that. <laughs> so, uh, after this whole incident with the um, bath and the choking and the... Sure. All that. Sure. Just all this stuff that happens just blows my mind that just go into how this story ends up happening. The father of a neighborhood boy named Michael John Monroe actually called Arsenal Technical High School to anonymously report that a girl with open sores across her entire body was living at Gertrude's house. There you go. There you go. Good man. Good man. What's up? Well, Sylvia had not attended school for several days at this point, so a school nurse actually visited the house to investigate the claims, where then Gertrude claimed that Sylvia had run away from her home the previous week and that she was, quote, out of control 
and then her open sores were a result of Sylvia's refusal to maintain decent personal hygiene. Oh, buddy. What do you think happened? Do you think that the nurse went and looked for her or filed a report? No, no. the nurse was like, yep, the school Sounds made good. no further investigations. Oh, my God. Gosh! So the one person, somebody there come was through one for person Sylvia, man. In this Damn. so far, that was like, this girl looks pretty fucking rough, and called the school, and the school was like, oh, she ran away. Well, okay, if she's not here, uh, if there's no person, is, you can't that, do anything, right? God, everybody in this fucking story sucks, dude. It's, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, it's even worse. So they, she also had like some immediate neighbors next to them right they were a middle-aged couple named raymond and phyllis vermilion both that color actually had (laughs) what isn't that a color isn't that a shade of purple vermilion i'm gonna go with a hard no but i could be wrong i I don't know how to say the word pamphlet (laughs) (laughs) people don't forget pamphlet pamphlet get out of here with your pamphlet having ass (laughs) um so both of these this couple had actually visited Gertrude's house on two occasions where they saw Paula physically abuse Sylvia who on both occasions when they saw Sylvia had a black eye okay she fell down the stairs um that was on like one of their first visits on their second visit they observed Sylvia to appear to be extremely meek and somewhat zombified in nature zombified yep like she was like out for human brains like she was just like out of it I think that she was just like you know, so fucking weak and just not there. Somebody help Sylvia out. Um, Somebody help her this out. This couple bro. never reported Good. any of this mistreat- mistreatment to the authorities. Because why would you? Why? Yeah, right. Why? Why? Why would you? On October 1st, so we're in October. She okay, so the in- end is close. Like, home- parents are coming home in November, right? Well, they're supposed to, but yeah. What do you mean they're supposed to? Well, I'm just saying, yeah, they're supposed to. Oh, my God. Somebody help Sylvia right now. I'm str- I'm. Do I have to time travel and go help out Sylvia Tram- right Trabber? now? Tram travel? Tram travel. Okay, on October 1st, Diana Shoemaker, this is the oldest, this sure. is the old, the sister of yeah. um, Sylvia, the one who gave her the sandwich that isn't really like a part of the family anymore. Diana. That she, yeah. Yeah. She actually visited Gertrude's home in attempt to like maybe start having like regular contact and see her sure. sisters and Gertrude refused her entrance to come in to not let her in and she said that she apparently received permission from their parents to not allow either girl to see her the fuck out of here which I guess since she was like removed from the family maybe she, she was like have oh the I guess reference yeah I guess that they don't want me to see the girl uh Gertrude you fucking suck dude yeah um and two weeks later after this Diana actually ran into Jenny by chance mm-hmm. back, like near Gertrude's house and she like asked about Sylvia and Sylvia just said I can't tell you or I'll get in trouble she asked about Sylvia, and Sylvia said oh, I'm that. sorry. Jenny said. Jenny said oh, Jenny she said, said, I, I can't, can't tell you or I'll oh get in trouble. Oh, my God, dude. And she's a little girl. I just mean, a kid, you yeah. know. They're both kids. This is, oh, absolutely. This is fucking so insane, dude. Yeah. Sorry. This is going to be a long one, guys. This is why I'm the only one talking on this one. <laughs> I'm just stressing. I'm just having a fucking full-on stress thing. So, I'm moving to things are quickly going to escalate. If you even think as that if they, they could. As if they haven't already. Due to the increase in 
like the frequency and brutality of just this torture and awful just yeah. mistreatment that Sylvia was getting. She actually over time became incontinent. Oh no. So she was den- probably from all the fucking damage. Like they kept absolutely fucking absolutely. with her shit. Oh my God. So she man. was actually denied any access to the bathroom and which forced her to wet herself. And as a form of punishment for her incontinence, which they fucking caused. Oh, I don't even. On October 6th. Fuck, dude. Gertrude just threw Sylvia into the basement and tied her up down there. Oh, no. She, at this point, was often kept naked, very rarely fed, and frequently deprived of water. And she Oh, my. The lack of dignity it's awful oh my god i can't handle this and she would occasionally be tied to the railing of the basement stairs in a torture rack fashion a torture rack fashion yeah which like with her feet like scarcely touching the ground so it made her like Ah, like dude yeah i told you escalation it gets worse no, all it's, you said is I haven't even reached a part that said escalation yet. I had told you that right before. And I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that this next bit, it gets worse. I just don't it understand gets worse. how. I'm so upset. So. I swear to God, if Gertrude, like, dies an old woman or, like, some bullshit. Let me take a little sip of this fireball. And, and the, there's still all these kids in the house, like, observing this shit, right? And neighbors. And boyfriends and friends and what the fuck? Schoolmates. This is a, is a crazy. This yeah. is this is defies can humans right. are the worst. Yeah. So actually, weeks before she locked her and threw her in the basement, Gertrude would falsely claim to the children in the house that either she or one of them had been the recipient of direct insults from Sylvia. Uh-huh. She did this, obviously, to, like, goad them into belittling her, her, attacking her. Apparently, on one occasion, I don't know, I keep saying that, on one occasion, she, Gertrude, actually held a knife aloft and challenged Likens to fight me back. And Sylvia replied that she didn't know how to fight. Oh, my God, she's a little girl, man. Like, And Gertrude inflicted a light scour wound to her leg i tried to look this up i don't know what a scour wound is like it just like grazed her i maybe? guess she just like fuck kind of yeah. like whatever but yeah this is exactly of what we were just talking about how awful people are neighborhood children were also occasionally charged five cents a piece to see the quote display of sylvia and her body and to humiliate beat scald burn and mutilate her this bitch was selling tickets right Dude, now she was this bitch was selling t- she was selling to let these to fuck with awful sil- children come in and torture her hurt her everything right gertrude frequently with the assistance of her children and their friends would restrain sylvia re- before sorry i'm getting a before placing her in a bathtub filled with scalding water before proceeding to rub salt in her wounds. Oh my. It's like the word. It's like. It's like they're Theon Greyjoying her. Like, yes. This is just absolutely terrible. And to muffle Sylvia's screams, um, they would place cloth gag in her mouth 
when they were oh attacking my and god sylvia yeah on one occasion i keep saying that because it is it's just another occasion it's yeah. just another fucking day in gertrude's oh fucking fucked god. up world right fuck you gertrude um this is really fucking awful because i told how you how can it, I, I'm, I'm like how are they not out of ideas of terrible things to do to this right? poor girl well on another t- day in time, Gertrude and her 12-year-old son, oh, John Jr., rubbed urine and feces from Gertrude's one-year-old son's diaper into Sylvia's mouth before oh, giving her a cup half-filled with water and stating that the water would be all she would receive for the remainder of the day. Oh, it's just dude. so... It's so awful. It's, it's just, so It's awful. so baseless, too. It's just like... Why, why torture this innocent girl? Like, essentially, I mean, the, the little girl did nothing wrong. Yeah. Okay, here we go. On October 22nd, John Jr., uh, Gertrude's kid, actually tormented Sylvia by offering to allow her to eat a bowl of soup with her fingers and then quickly, like, took the bowl away from her. Um, and at this pa- point, she was suffering from extreme malnourishment right at the least that's what she's suffering from and then gertrude was like okay i'll let you sleep upstairs sure on the condition that you do not wet yourself you are not gonna wet the bed well that night sylvia actually whispered to her sister to get her a glass of water before going to sleep and the next morning gertrude found that sylvia had urinated herself because she's incontinent because they fucking damaged her exactly as punishment. Oh, my God, dude. Well, my God. Dude, you guys, it's so bad. Oh, no. She was forced to masturbate with an empty glass Coca-Cola bottle in the presence of all of the children before what she the fuck? put her back in the basement. And That's she's some already, of the like, gnarliest so, shit I've ever so heard. It's so fucking awful. It's so fucking oh, awful. Oh, my God. I'm having a bad time. I know. It's I'm not... having a bad time right now. She deserves her story to be told, though. Yeah. St. Sylvia. So, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, my God. So, shortly after... You've said it's gotten worse yeah. every 10 minutes for like an hour. I know. So, shortly after that, Gertrude um, asked for Sylvia to come to the kitchen where she ordered her to strip naked before proclaiming to her, quote, you have branded my daughter's now I'm going to brand you. Remember because of that little rumor? Yeah. And she began carving the words, quote, I'm a prostitute and proud of it onto Sylvia's abdomen with a heated needle. Oh, my God. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a long ass sentence. That's, too. A That's lot. not one word. That's not one letter. It's a, I'm a prostitute and proud of it. That's, what the fuck? Dude. Right? And she wasn't even, she was still a virgin. She laid under the sheets with a boy one time. She went to the beach with a boy. Like, Gertrude, I swear so, to God, if you get away with us. Listen swear, to this. Bro. When Gertrude was unable to finish the branding because she was like too fucking weak, she instructed one of the neighborhood children. And these little fuckers are going home and yep. shit. Like, and For, they're not talking exactly. about, like, this shit should be traumatic for them too. Like, 14 year old Richard Hobbs went on to finish etching the words into Sylvia's flesh as she took Jenny, as Gertrude took Jenny to a nearby grocery store. 
Um, In what Hobbes would later insist were, quote, short and light etchings, he continued to brand the words into Sylvia's abdomen as she clenched her teeth and moaned. So he was just left unattended. Mm Mm-hmm. To finish this torture. So, This yeah. terrible thing. Then Hobbes and 10-year-old Shirley, her daughter, took Sylvia into the basement where they proceeded to use an anchor bolt in an attempt to burn the letter S beneath her left breast. Although they applied one section of the loop backwards and the burn would actually end up looking like the number three. Gertrude later taunted Sylvia by claiming that she would never be able to marry due to, due to the words carved on her stomach, stating, oh quote, Sylvia, what are you going to do now? You can't get married now. What are you going to do? And Sylvia apparently would say, I guess there's nothing I can do. And then, you know, she was. Oh, my God. I hope that their parents come back from the carnival and fucking murder this whole. No, what? At least the worst part, not even the worst part. That's not the worst part is that this happened to her. But then later that day after they did all this to her, they she they forced Sylvia to show the inscription to the neighborhood children. Gertrude said that it was um, something that she got at a sex party. What? Yeah. Like to these other kids. Like, look, she's, you know, a prostitute. Look at the look at this. See, she got at a sex party. Oh, my God, dude. This is so this is so sad. That night, after all of this, the inscription and all that, Sylvia went to Jenny and said, Jenny, I know you don't want me to die, but I'm going to die. I can tell it. Oh, my God. I know. It's so sad. Okay. The next day, Gertrude uh, woke up Sylvia. This is so... She is horrible. She's so horrible. She forces Sylvia to write a letter that she's dictating. She's mm-hmm. telling her what to write mm-hmm. to mislead her parents into believing that their daughter had actually run away from Gertrude's house. And the content of the letter was intended to frame a group of anonymous local boys for ex- extensively abusing and manipulating Sylvia after she had initially agreed to engage in sexual relations with them before they, you know, did all this torture and abuse on her. What the fuck? After she finished the letter, Gertrude finished... Gertrude finished formulating this like weird plan to have John Jr. and Jenny blindfold Sylvia, take her to a nearby wooded area known as Jimmy's Forest, and leave her there to die. Oh my God. After she finished writing the letter, Sylvia was again put in the basement, tied up. They actually offered her crackers to eat, and she refused to eat them, saying, This is what Sylvia said when they, ref- they went to give her crackers. Quote, give it to the dog. I don't want it. Oh, my God. So in re- in response to that, Gertrude forced the crackers into her mouth. And then her and John uh, beat her in the stomach. John's one of Gertrude's sons. Yeah, John yeah. Benachewski. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I You know. still have so many pages. Yeah, well, they get... I, I read less and less as the pages go. Because... <laughs> I had a break. I mean, it's such a huge yeah. story. I mean, the Wikipedia alone is like 40 pages. It's crazy. All right. Now we're at um, October 25th to the 26th. On October 5th, Sylvia attempted to escape from the basement. Okay. After overhearing a conversation of the family's plan to simply abandon her to die. 
She actually overheard it. Jesus. Um, Gertrude caught her before she could escape the property. And Sylvia was given toast to eat, but was unable to consume it due to her extreme state of dehydration. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? You can barely can do you... anything. And you're yeah. trying to force bread, force toast down her, you know? Uh, Gertrude. Gertrude. Gort, fuck. Who, I don't even. <laughs> she, I don't care what the fuck we call her now. Fuck her. Gertrude forced the toast into Sylvia's mouth before repeatedly striking her face with a curtain rod until sections of the curtain rod were bent into right angles. That's how hard she beat her with this curtain rod. Coy Hubbard, still hanging out. That's yeah. the boyfriend. That was the boyfriend, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then took the curtain rod from Gertrude and stuck, struck Sylvia um, another time, which actually knocked her unconscious. And then Gertrude dragged her into the basement yet again. It's so, this poor girl, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably the heaviest thing we've ever covered on this I podcast. know. Easily. Probably. Easily. Yeah. That evening, that same evening on the 25th, uh, Sylvia desperately attempted to alert neighbors by screaming for help and hitting the walls of the basement with a spade. I don't know where she found that, but... I'm glad she um, did. One neighbor later informed the police that she actually heard the desperate commotion, but that as the noise had suddenly ceased at approximately 3 a.m., she didn't call report, report anything. Because it stopped. Oh, it stopped. Oh, that horrible commotion I hear from the basement I mean, of that I can, woman's house. I can kind of, but if I hear like a a woman, a kid, or something screaming bloody murder, and it, you know, some, I'm not just gonna be like, oh, that stopped. Well, the fact that she I mean, if you if you're working your lawnmower the, or quote, something at 2 a.m., like, okay, yeah. what the fuck? But, the fact that she said she heard the quote desperate commotion, desperate in a house that has like tons of children. Oh my god! You know what I mean? And it ended at 3 a.m. Well. There's not one good person in this story yet. Where are, I hope her parents come back and while she's still alive and save her. There's also, uh, well, I'll get to this later, actually. Never mind. I watched a movie, too. Okay. Yeah, I watched a movie. Mm. I don't want to watch it. I'm not watching this? it with you. No. No, I wouldn't make you. I never it. want to talk about this story ever again after we're done with it. <laughs> okay. I have to listen to it again. You do. Oh, you do. Edit it. <laughs> oh, hey, babe. You're editing. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, by the morning of October 26th, all that stuff I just told you happened on the 25th. Yeah. Sylvia was unable to speak intelligibly or to correctly coordinate the movement of her limbs. Oh, no, man. Gertrude moved Sylvia into the kitchen and propped her back up against a wall, attempting to feed her a donut and a glass of milk. Oh, it's too late now, you fucking asshole. Uh, but she then threw Sylvia on the floor in frustration when Sylvia was unable to correctly move the glass of milk to her lips. Yo. Um, Gertrude is the absolute worst. Yeah, so right after this, Sylvia became delirious, repeatedly moaning and mumbling. And when Paula asked her to recite the English alphabet, Paula is Gertrude's, the, yeah. you know, the one that also broke her fucking arm. Beating her in the her. face, yeah. Um, Sylvia was unable to recite anything beyond the first four, first four letters or to raise herself off of the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so on top of that, when she was on the, Sylvia was on the ground, she defecated herself oh, because, you know. Oh, no. She, 
can't fucking help it. Yeah, she's fucking delirious. She's been fucking abused for four months. And Gertrude ordered her to clean herself. Somebody who can't say the first four letters of the alphabet or even sit up. Obviously, this person is in mortal peril. Yeah. Like, it's clear. It's obvious. So... Uh, later in an attempt to clean sylvia i'm so fucking stressed out i hope sylvia lives um, oh my god you have so many papers so i don't think she's gonna but i hope she does it's a, it's a big story uh, um an attempt to to clean her i hope she discovers that she has telekinesis and fucking goes carry on everybody in that fucking house <laughs> oh, oh that would be bad that'd be so fucking bad yes. well based on your reaction i guess that's not what happens well <laughs> so yeah in an attempt to clean her a laughing John Benazeski Jr. Uh-huh. sprayed her with a garden hose that was brought to the house that afternoon by another person, Randy Lepper, from, you know, just Who all been, these yeah, fucking people. Yeah, people yeah. had been in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at Gertrude's request, he was like, she was like, bring a hose, you know, I guess to fucking Clean her hose up her down. Or, yeah. Sylvia, again, desperately attempted to try to get out of the basement, but she collapsed before she could even reach the stairs. Oh, um, fucking and so in a response to that, Gertrude stamped her head before standing and staring what you mean at her. Stamped. Like stomped her head. Like Oh, stomped her head. I'm oh, sorry. Stamped. Stomped. Stomped? Did I say stamped? You did say stamped. She stamped her head. <laughs> I was like, what what kind of stamp? But oh, also it's I don't, not it's funny. not funny. We're not here to she have a good time. She stomped right her now. head. I don't know why I said that. Um Yeah. And just like stood there and looked at her. Also, for Sylvia, just as a, to still be here and right? still fighting is right? amazing. Right. I hope that she can continue that. Either way, St. Sylvia, bro. Like, um, Jesus. Stephanie, Gertrude's daughter, decided at this point to give Sylvia a warm, soapy bath. Out of nowhere. Just Let's like, give okay. her some TLC. But Sylvia stopped breathing before she could be carried out of the basement. And at this point, she... Oh, she's 16 years old. and Sylvia was? Yeah, she's 16. and But before, you know, they could get her out of the basement to do this bath, um, she stopped breathing. Oh, my God. And then when Stephanie realized that uh, Sylvia had, was not breathing, she apparently attempted mouth-to-mouth um, as Gertrude repeatedly shouted her belief to the children and teenagers present in her house that Sylvia was simply faking her death. God, Gertrude, you fucking asshole. Yeah. So, uh. um, Sylvia has passed. She finally has succumbed to that sucks, all dude. of this awfulness. Well, no more suffering then. Um, when Gertrude finally accepted that the efforts made to apparently revive Sylvia by bathing her or whatever... And her own efforts of fucking hitting her in the fucking face. Oh, she hit her in the face. She also tried to hit her in the face with a book to wake her up. Oh, my God. Yeah, when she realized that that didn't work, she uh, told Richard Hobbs to call the police from a payphone. Um, When the police arrived at approximately 6.30 p.m., she, Gertrude, led them to Sylvia's emaciated bludgeoned mutilated body oh my god that was on a soiled mattress in one of the bedrooms i guess they had moved her there and then she gave them the letter 
that she forced Sylvia to write, right? And claimed that she had been, quote, doctoring her for an hour or more prior to her death. And that she applied rubbing alcohol to Sylvia's wounds in attempt to, um, you know, give first aid before she died. Get the f- Yeah. Bitch. And then she said that Sylvia had run away from the home with several teenage boys before coming. She can't get off this boy And she's telling the cops sex. this. She, she's she's yeah. got some kind of, she's got obviously some kind of mental illness to make. But the problem is, is that she did this, she did this to a kid. You Absolutely. Know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so fucked. Like, um, she had said that Sylvia ran away with, you know, boys and that she came back that afternoon bare breasted and clutching the note. That letter. That she made her fucking write. Oh, yeah. That's all bullshit. Sure. Meanwhile, Paula is over here. uh, You know, her daughter, Paula. Yeah. She's holding a Bible. Of course she is. And is saying to everybody in the house that Sylvia's death was meant to happen. And then she looks at Jenny and says, quote, if you want to live with us, Jenny, we'll treat you like our own sister. Oh, now? Ugh. But because they lightweight fucked her up too, like they beat her and shit too. So Gertrude had previously fed the, a story to Jenny of what to say to the cops. Yeah, and Jenny recited the rehearsed version of this to the you know cops. Um, but then right before they left, she said, "You get me out of here, and I'll tell you everything." Oh, is Jenny to the p- fuck yeah? Jenny to the cops. Oh, fuck it. Hey. <laughs> Jenny to the cops. <laughs> so. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can uh, laugh at one thing. Jenny, I hope you, I hope you take these motherfuckers, I hope you take all these motherfuckers down, bro. So this statement, the formal statement given by Jenny prompts officers to arrest Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, Good. John Benedict, Fuck you guys. Jr. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. On the suspicion of. Her murder. Yeah, fuck you. This was in... Fuck you guys. Um, With hours of finding her. Yeah. Uh, that same day, they arrest Coy Hubbard and Richard Hobbs. Oh, good. Fuck you charged, and fuck you. Charged with the same offenses. The three eldest uh, children of Gertrude's plus Coy Hubbard were placed in the custody of a juvenile detention center. And the younger children and, I guess, Richard Hobbs were detained at indianapolis children's guardian home because they were so young yeah yeah um initially 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 initially, gertrude denied any involvement in sylvia's death weird by october 27th she had confessed to having known quote the kids paula and coy hubbard had physically and emotionally abused sylvia Oh, that's her consent. Oh, the kids were abusing her. Gertrude, you piece of shit. I hope everybody flips on everybody because there's no good people in this fucking story except maybe Jenny and Sylvia. Yeah. And the parents, they're still not back yet? It's October. They weren't coming back till November. Oh, my God. Can you imagine coming home to this? This started in July. July, August, That's happened. She's dead in October. The abuse is insane. Not even. I mean, that's a long time to be tortured. Oh, I, but... You know? But the, when you think about it like that... You, you do this... Inflict this on somebody f- so terribly that you... you uh, okay. Um, 
five other neighborhood children who had participated in Sylvia's abuse. Michael Monroe, Randy Lepper. Fuck you, fuck you. Darlene McGuire. Fuck you. Oh, you share a last name. I fuck her. Still fuck you. Uh, Judy Duke and Anna Sisko had also been arrested by October 29th. Um, All of their were charged with causing injury to person and each were... They They didn't get shit. Subsequently released into the custody of their parents under subpoena to appear as witnesses at the upcoming trial. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Now I'm going to read you the autopsy. I don't know that. I think I know what happened. Yeah, but I just think it's, 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 it's worth hearing. She had to go through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. The autopsy of Sylvia's body revealed that she had suffered in excess of, because like I've told you these things, but we don't know everything, right? Sure. Uh, in excess of 150 separate wounds across her entire body. Oh my God. In addition to being extremely emaciated at the time of her death, the wounds themselves varied in location, nature, severity, and the actual stage of healing. Her sure. injuries included burns, severe bruising, extensive muscle and nerve damage. Her vaginal cavity was almost swollen shut. Ugh. Although at um they when they examined her, they could tell that she was still a virgin. So it wasn't yeah. it was external. Yeah. She hadn't even had sex. Um the autopsy also discredited Gertrude's assertions that she had been three months pregnant, obviously, or a prostitute or promiscuous. So fuck you, Gertrude. Fuck you. It was obvious fuck you, Gertrude. Right. Um her fingernails were broken backwards and most of the external layer exposed sorry and most of the external layers of the skin on her face breasts neck and right knee had peeled Ugh. or receded yeah oh my god um dude. in her death sylvia had bitten through her lips partially severing sections no. of them from her face no 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 isn't that awful? It's terrible. Um, the official cause of death was listed as a subdural hematoma due to receiving a severe blow to the right temple. From and, motherfucking Gertrude. Um, both the shock she suffered due to the severe and prolonged damage inflicting to her skin and, you know, everything else. Her body. Plus severe malnutrition were listed as um, obviously contributing factors. Um, what a miserable way to die. Yeah. Uh, rigor mortis had also like set in already at the time of the discovery of the body, indicating that she had been dead for at least up to eight hours before she was found. Uh, by the authorities. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they, he also noted that she had been recently bathed, most likely after death. Oh, which could have. So they still gave her the fucking because they they had to have known she was about to die. Yeah, like, but, but oh it said he God. also mentioned that because it could have led to um a quicker rigor mortis setting in or whatever. Oh, okay. But, like, still, they even like what they fucking try to bathe her after, make it look like Ugh. nothing was wrong with her. <sighs> so we're getting to the we're getting to the end of it. I, I'm my highlights are getting way less. I promise. No, you're good. It's just a really terrible, deep, long, this terrible, big story. This is a terribly difficult um, story. The funeral for Sylvia was held um, in Lebanon. Lebanon, sorry, let me read you that. Was held in Lebanon, uh, Indiana, on October 29th, 
she had more there was more than a hundred mourners in attendance. I guess people were just hearing her story. And the sure. casket remained open, which surprised me. I mean, uh, they probably would have really had to like Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Her headstone is inscribed with the words, quote, our darling daughter. And she's in Oak Hill Cemetery. If anyone's wondering. Um, on December thirtieth, nineteen sixty five. So the parents what what is there any word on like the parents' reaction to this or anything? Like they had no idea anything was going on. I mean, they do obviously come back. They sure. find out, you know, yeah. they're at the funeral. But that's like there's no No. Man. Which just you know, at the same time and today they probably they probably would have been arrested for Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean they thought that they were in the care of they visited them, they thought she was I yeah. I don't know. Uh, one thing I know that comes out later is Jenny always said that there should be no blame on her parents. Like she was adamant about the fact that their parents Well, then there it is, you anything. know. But Still. they were also had a tumultuous relationship and sure. you know, whatever. On December 30th, 1965, the Marion County Grand Jury returned first degree murder indictments against Gertrude Hell and yeah. the two of her three oldest, Paula and John Jr., mm-hmm. um, also indicted were Richard Hobbs and Coy Hubbard. And they were all charged with having repeatedly struck, beaten, kicked, and otherwise inflicting a culmination of fatal injuries to Sylvia Likens with premeditated malice. Good. Yeah. On March 16, 1966, experts testified that all three were mentally competent to stand trial. Fuck you guys. That would be Gertrude, Paula, and John. Oh, uh, I hope y'all got... Um, I hope you guys get so fucked. It, in the psychiatric evaluation that was the detailed of, uh, for Paula, it was quoted that she said, Paula represented... Uh, she said she represented the situation as one in which the girl, Sylvia, had become quite withdrawn and negativitous... Negativitous... Negativist, nevativistic, nevativistic, nevativistic. Sure. I'm leaving that in. And nevativistic in her behavior to the extent that she refused to eat and showed no response to pain. This is what Paula said in her psychiatric evaluation. I fucking doubt she was a normal girl. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The trial of Gertrude, um, her children, Paula and John, Richard Hobbs and Coy Hubbard, began on April 18th, 1966. They were all trialed together. Uh, y'all all getting the same fucking sentence then. Um, and so there's like pages and pages of like the trial and the... Da, da, da. So sure. I just highlighted some areas to kind of give you like a little highlight of like what they talked about. Why don't you highlight it for me? It's in pink. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecution announced their intention to seek the death penalty for all five defendants on April 16th. They argued that all the defendants should be tried together as they were ultimately charged with acting in concert in their collective crimes. Right? Because they, you know, y'all yeah, yeah. did it together, you're going down together, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, the attorneys for Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, Paula, and John Jr. claimed they had been pressured into participating in Sylvia's torment, abuse, and torture by Gertrude and um, Gertrude herself pled not guilty by reason of insanity. Mm-hmm. Of course she fucking did. I hope you don't... F- I hope you do not... I hope... Man, I hope they fuck you up. On May 2nd and 3rd, Jenny Likens actually testified against all 
five defendants. Hell yeah, Jenny. She stated the abuse began approximately two weeks after they had begun to live in Gertrude's home and that Jenny, no, sorry, and that Sylvia actually had occasionally been unable to actually produce tears due to her acute state of dehydration. So she was in so much pain and crying that she couldn't even cry um, which was corroborated by Randy Lepper, who stated he had once witnessed witnessed Sylvia crying, but she had shed no actual tears. He then visibly smirked as he confessed to having beaten Sylvia on anywhere between 10 and 40 separate instances. You absolute piece of shit. Smirking. Piece of shit. Gross. On May 10th, a Baptist minister named Roy Julian, testified to having known a teenage girl was being abused in the Benachevsky's household and that he had been informed by Gertrude that Sylvia had made, quote, made advances to men for money. And so he believed that she was just being punishing, punished for soliciting. So he didn't do anything about it. Okay. That's yet another person. A Nobody's Baptist done the right thing, dog. Minister. Like, that's insane. Gertrude testified in her own defense. She denied any responsibility for claiming that her children and other children within the neighborhood must have committed the acts within her home, which she described as being, quote, such a madhouse. She also added that she had been too preoccupied by her own ill health and depression to control her children. Get out. She's even putting it on her kids, uh-huh. man. She didn't give a fuck. Whew, this is just blah, blah, blah. Mary, the Gertrude's daughter, yeah, Mary yeah. was called to the stand as a witness for the defense, testified as to her mother's indifference to Sylvia uh, with this abuse. Sure. Saying that on one occasion, Gertrude had simply sat upon a chair and crocheted as she watched a neighborhood girl named Anna Sisko attack Sylvia. Get the fuck out of here. Another witness to testify on behalf of the prosecution, Grace Sargent. These are like a lot of the people that were fucking part of it. But like, you know, they had like witnesses and shit. Sure. Um, She had sat close to Paula on a church bus and heard her openly bragging about breaking her own wrist due to the severity of her beating Sylvia. And then she finished. That still is fucking crazy. She finished like boasting on this bus. So there's people overhearing this too saying, I tried to kill her. (sighs) On May 16th, a doctor named Dwight Schuster testified on behalf of the prosecution, adding that um, Gertrude had been sane in October 1965 and remained sane to this date. And he was like railroaded by the other side and like trying to get him to say that she was like, like crazy. And he kept to it to the very end saying, that she was not and had never been psychotic. So, so don't believe her bullshit. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Gertrude. Yeah. Gertrude? Gertrude. Gertrude. Prosecutor. Fuck, I'll say her name however I fucking, fuck you. Prosecutor Marjorie Westner delivered the state's closing argument, saying um, each defendant except for Richard Hobbs, whose head dropped in his lap, whereas they were doing this closing argument, that they all remained impassive. They were all just kind of like, mm-hmm. except for Richard Hobbs, who apparently just like hung his head. This prosecutor, Wessner, described Sylvia's abuse as stomach-wrenching and compared her treatment as being the equivalent in severity to that against prisoners in Nazi concentration camps. 
Yeah. You had dude. brought that up. Yeah, when, dude. I know. That's why I was like, oh, well. William Urbecker was the first defense attorney to deliver his closing argument. He attempted to portray his client as being insane. This is Gertrude's. Um, mm-hmm. And thus unable to appreciate the severity or criminality of her actions. Stating, quote, this is so fucking ridiculous what he says. As like his like, def- she's crazy. This is my thing. Uh-huh. He says, quote, I condemn her for being a murderess. That's what I do. But I say she's not responsible because she's not all here. If this woman is sane, put her in the electric chair. She's committed acts of degradation that you wouldn't commit on a dog. She has to be crazy or she wouldn't have permitted that. You'll have to live. You'll have to live with your conscience the rest of your life if you send an insane woman to the electric chair. Look at this exhibit. Shows a picture of Buck and Sylvia with after. Uh-huh. says look at the lips on that girl how sadistic can a person get the woman gertrude is stark mad this is her d- defending attorney defending attorney just being like she's crazy you can't send a crazy woman to the electric chair yeah <sighs> forrest bowman attacked the decision of the prosecution to seek the death penalty for the juvenile stating quote i would like to have an hour of the jury's time to explain why 16 year olds and 13 year olds should not be put to death i was like their yeah. defense or whatever. Yeah. James Netter began his closing argument in defense of Richard Hobbs. He referred to Hobbs. He ref, he referred to Hobbs courage in opting to testify in his own defense being like, Oh, he's so courageous. Cause he'll come up here and like talk and get this blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck you. He attempted to portray his client as a follower type personality who had acted under the control of Gertrude. And he ended his closing argument requesting a verdict of not guilty stating Hobbs was guilty of immaturity and gross lack of judgment, but not of the crime of murder. The fuck out, man. Right. They're all guilty. Okay. We're nearing the end, I promise. But it's just... Isn't this just so crazy? It's terrible. Okay, so the trial of all five of them lasted 17 days. Um, and on May 19... Ni- May 19th, 1966... After only deliberating for eight hours, the panel of eight men and four only? women. These motherfuckers were guilty. Five oh, minutes. true, right? Eight yeah, hours? That's true, right? The panel of eight men and four women uh, found Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder. Good. Recommending a sentence of life imprisonment. Paula Better was found guilty of second-degree murder. And Hobbs, Hubbard, and John Jr. were found guilty of manslaughter. Apparently, upon hearing this, Gertrude and all of their kids, like, fucking burst into tears and, like, tried to console each other. Like, go, what, yeah, fuck, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you guys. Right? Sorry, but fuck you guys. Um, on May 25th, Gertrude and Paula were formally sentenced to life imprisonment. The same day, Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Jr. received sentences of two to 21 years. What? Uh-huh. Wait for it. It's not over. In September 1970, the Indiana Supreme Court reversed the convictions of Gertrude and Paula on the basis that the judge what? had denied repeatedly or had denied repeated motions of by the defense counsel for them to change venues and have separate trials. Okay, so they're we're, they're doing it again, right? Oh. So the pair were retried in 1971. Paula opted to plead guilty to voluntary manslaughter, slaughter Slaughter, <laughs> rather than face a retrial, and she was sentenced to serve a term of between two and 20 years imprisonment. That's crazy. Um, 
despite twice unsuccessfully having attempt. Oh, this is sorry. Despite she she got this sentence, and and she tried to escape prison twice unsuccessfully. And un, on a, on what? Unsuccessfully. There we go. In 1971, she was released in December 1972. Jesus. Paula. Yeah. Gertrude. That's so fucking. I don't even. I don't think I want to know. I know, right? Gertrude. However. However, hell was yeah. Was again convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Again. Good. Over the course of the following next 14 years, Gertrude became known as a model prisoner and was known as somewhat of a den mother. The fuck out of here, man. By the time Gertrude's parole in 1985, um, she actually changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen and described herself as a devout Christian. Uh, when news of her when news of her parole came up, this fucking sent everybody into like a you are not gonna sure. fucking let this woman yeah, out. Yeah, no way. Over two months, there were forty thousand signature signs of citizens in Indiana demanding that she remained incarcerated for the rest of her life. Good. But what do you mean, but? Um, but um, she went and um stated that you know the death of Sylvia could not be undone. She minimized her responsibility for any of the actions and said, I'm not sure what role I had in Sylvia's death because I was on drugs. I never really knew her. I take full responsibility for whatever happened to, to Sylvia. And so taking into her good, her good conduct in prison, um, she was released the from prison December 4th, 1985. I hope Jenny kills you. Uh, she ended up living, Gertrude ended up living in Iowa for the remainder of her days, she ended up dying. Get the fuck out of um, here! Till uh, lung cancer on June sixteenth, nineteen ninety. She was sixty-one. That's that's old Gertrude right there. If you want to see what she looks like, she looks like a hoe. She looks like a fucking asshole. She does. So yeah, she got out. That's so terrible. Um, Paula assumed a new identity, worked as an aide to a school counselor for fourteen years. God. Until she was fired in twenty twelve when the school discovered her true identity. But she got married and had two kids. Uh, got to live the fucking American dream over here, man. Yep. The murder charges against Stephanie were dropped after she agreed to turn state's evidence against the other defendants. And she assumed a new name, became a school teacher, and remarried or married and what? had several children. God. Yep. Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Jr. each served less than two years in the Indiana Reformatory. Uh, before being granted parole. This is insane. Richard Hobbs died of lung cancer on January 2nd, 1972 at the age of 21. Good fuck you. Right? Coy Hubbard was repeatedly imprisoned for various criminal offenses. On one occasion, being charged with the 1977 murders of two young men, which he was acquitted of. I bet he did it. But he died of a heart attack on June 23rd, 1968 at the age of 56. Good. John Jr. lived under the alias John Blake, became a lay minister, apparently helped giving counseling sessions to kids of divorced parents. The fuck? He died of diabetes on May 19th, 2005 at the age of 52. Good. I want to at least give these people's deaths. Good. Sure. Uh, Jenny, sweet Jenny. Yes. Uh, she got married, had Good. two children. Good. She died of a heart attack on June 23rd, 2004 at the age of 54. Uh, but before she had died, she 
found Gertrude's obituary in the newspaper. Uh-huh. She clipped it out and mailed it to her mother with a note that said, some good news, damn old Gertrude died. Ha ha ha. I'm happy about that. <laughs> good. Yeah. Fuck her, man. She, she was the absolute worst of the monster. Too. Yeah. Not Gertrude. Fuck Gertrude. Jenny. Yeah. Um, the house, which where it all happened, yeah. was demolished on April 23rd, 2009, good. and is now a church parking lot. Um, in June 2001, a six-foot-tall granite memorial was formally dedicated to Sylvia Likens' life and um, legacy in Willard Park. That's awesome. And that is the story of the torture and murder of Sylvia Likens, which is widely regarded by Indiana citizens as the worst crime ever committed in their state and has been described by a senior investigator in the Indianapolis Police Department as the most sadistic case he had ever investigated in the 35 years he served in the Indianapolis police. Yeah, I would think so. Jesus, if I am not the happiest guy ever that that is over. I'm glad you're done telling me that story. I know. That shit was heavy, man. And this is why it was only my story, because we'd be another hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, Isn't wow. that horrible? Yeah, it is. It really is, obviously. It's terrible. Hey, I had to read a whole lot other, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, you really went through it, buddy. I broke it down as best as I could. You did great. I, mean, I just felt like I needed to give at least all the... Sure, yeah. You know, I think you did as great. As much as I could. So, yeah, you're welcome to whoever requested that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I already said who it was, but... So, got, thank you so much for listening yeah. and hanging out with us. We're happy to be back. Sorry that wasn't a very fun one. Um, If you have any requests... Email us at we drink and we know things podcast at Gmail. Bang. Leave us a five star review on Only iTunes or wherever stars, you baby. listen. Yeah. <laughs> I hiccuped at the end of that. That's all good. That was a long sewed. Uh, all right. Thank, thank you all guys. so much, man. We'll, we'll see you see. soon. Yep. Stop. Ah. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, bye. Peace. <laughs>